welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Jess Holt, who is introducing us to the wild and wonderful world of raising twins on her blog, Grace and Champ. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by EekFest, a weekend of pop culture fun happening at Service Place in St. Albert on June 4th and 5th. There will be Lego, comics, collectibles, video games, zombies, Nerf guns, and more, and family passes are only $39.99. You'll hear more about all of that later in the show. Okay, Jess, so tell me how you describe what Grace and Champ is about. Well, I didn't want it to just be about parenting. Uh, but it turns out that's all I do. <laughs> I have uh, twins, and so I had hoped that it would be uh, sort of an online uh, diary and sort of a form of um, me getting to talk to other adults because I don't have a lot of time to do that during my day, so it was sort of my way of connecting with uh, with people who are over the age of two. <laughs> and uh, and so then, but it really did turn into a lot of parenting. It is a lot of parenting stuff because that's what I have to talk about. That's what I have to write about, and, and that's my day. So um, it's just sort of the ups and downs of our life, me and, and my two kids who are eight, 19 months, and uh, and it's a pretty honest look at what it's like to raised twins. Yeah. And how old were they when you started the blog? I just started back in March. So they were, you know, just over a year. Um, and it was the first time that I actually could sit down and do something not related to them. Like it was the first time that I didn't just want to go to bed when they went to bed. So, yeah. so that was my first opportunity to really start writing. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways to, I don't know, escape from or, or, or to reach out to other grown-ups, as you say. Why a blog? Why did that attract you? Um, I've always liked writing. Uh, I, I can remember even being in, in junior high school and, and sort of I had a, a vice principal who encouraged me to write and thought that for sure I would be doing that as a career uh, growing up, and I did not. Um, but I always missed it. And so I never, I've always wanted to do a blog, but never had anything I really thought was worth writing about. Um, and, and now I, I mean, now I do, I have some crazy stories to tell and I, I don't really care if anyone reads it or not. It's just a, a great memory for me to, to keep track. I don't have a, a baby book for them. I don't, you know, I, I'm not kind of traditional in that sense, but I'll have this and they can grow up and read it when they're older and, and see how much trouble they caused me. <laughs> <laughs> how do you uh, decide what is worth writing about? It's usually when I feel like I need some sort of therapy or some sort of release. Um, I try not to be negative. I'm, there's lots of, you know, crummy parts about it. But I try to take something that's causing me stress or anxiety. And if I start writing about it, I try to work through those feelings while I'm writing so that I can come out at the end of a post and feel better about the situation than before I started writing. So that's usually, it's usually therapy yeah. for me. It's definitely not a candy-coated version of no. um, of motherhood or parenthood. I am I am not that person. Just yeah. wait till I write a blog about my birth story. That will not be candy-coated <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was going to say looking forward to it or, I don't know. Hi, if you have my kids and you're done, it. then you're probably fine. If you're just about to have them, don't read it. <laughs> Well, and on your about page, you talk about how 
you had kind of decided or resigned yourself to the fact that you weren't going to have kids, and then all of a sudden you are having two at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, how has that even been mentally, physically, everything? Yeah, it was really difficult. We tried for about seven years to have kids. We uh, we had even gone to the fertility clinic and then decided that maybe that wasn't the route we wanted to take. Not that we're you know judging anyone who would, but for us we thought if it it if it's not going to happen naturally, like let's not force it. Uh, and so I did years of therapy to be okay with that. Um, and and I came through the other side and I felt pretty good about where my life was at and we were going to do a lot of traveling. Uh, and then I was feeling quite ill a few years ago. Um, and I had taken a pregnancy test, and it was negative. And so I was i was certain, really, this sounds terrible, but I was certain that I had cancer because oh. I was, it, you know, you'd look up your symptoms online, and as you do. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and the first one was always pregnancy, which, which we were told was not a possibility. And so I, the next one was, you know, ovarian cancer or something like that. And so I thought, oh, for sure, like I'm this, I am, I'm going to the doctor, I was getting blood tests, I was trying to figure out what was wrong. And it turns out I was three months along already. Wow. And um, went to the doctor, and she thought that I knew. Oh. And so she said, oh, you're not feeling very well because of the babies. <laughs> and, and I was expecting this terrible cancer news, but it, it wasn't a relief to hear that. It was, I mean, I, I had spent thousands of dollars and time to try to be okay with not having kids. And all of a sudden, here I was, pregnant, and I just started bawling in not a happy way. And I sat in the parking lot, and, and I cried. And and the next day, we went for our ultrasound, and the lab tech said, oh, well, this is going to take longer because there's two. And I said a lot of very bad words. <laughs> like, I, I asked her if it was the least positive anyone has ever reacted to that news. Uh, and my husband, Brad, just sort of slumped against <laughs> the wall and slid to the floor. So uh, not only did we not expect to have one, we certainly, it's not in my family. We weren't taking fertility. Like, it, it was a shock. Wow. Yeah. And then to be three months along already, yeah. I mean, there's a third of your pregnancy to try to to mentally deal with that yeah so it was rough it was and their first year was rough yeah they were colicky and and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I wasn't prepared for this and so it was it was a first the first year I'd say was really dark and then it started to get better and they're more fun and I'm a little bit slightly more confident and yeah and it is what it is so you know now we're I mean we're obviously very happy to have them yes but um you know, I still grieve a little bit the loss of the traveling that I was going to do and and the things that I was looking forward to doing with my husband in the next 25 years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and now therapy, like, I had to start all over again. Like, I just walked into her office and said, hey, everything we just dealt with, yeah, scratch that. Like, I want a refund. <laughs> it turns out I've got a different problem. Right, yeah. So let's work through this problem now. <laughs> Um, you mentioned confidence, and it's hard to be confident as a parent, I find. Um, because you are public about your parenthood, do you feel you get even more unsolicited advice than the rest of us? Um, I, don't, I don't know if I get more. I think I get more because we have twins, or certainly a lot more um, people willing to approach you and tell you about their like cousin's sister's roommate who has twins or whatever. But in terms of advice... 
I kind of don't, I don't give people the opportunity. I don't, I close those doors pretty quick because unless I want it and I have a few friends that I'm very close with that I will ask for advice, but I, I'm not interested sort of in hearing what other people have to say. And so I shut that down pretty quickly. Yeah. And, uh, and I think people now know. And, and also most people don't have twins. No. So they know, like I, they try to give you advice about what it's like having one. And immediately I say, well, I have two. And then they realize like they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So. What other responses do you get? Like what have you heard from your audience so far about the blog? I think lots of people like the honesty of it. Um, I think it's nice to to read some moms who have felt the same way and have gone through the same sort of dark days. It's nice to know you're not alone. Uh, people are funny. I mean, I had one woman that was quite upset that I referred to them as the twins. Oh. And, uh, and she said, you know, she was a twin and she's an individual and, and her sibling is an individual and, and they don't like to be referred to as the twins. And, and that's fine, but I'll... Until my kids are old enough to tell me that they don't like it, like I'll continue to call them whatever I want to call them. Yeah. And the twins is sometimes one of the nicer things, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, I've done worse. I've said worse. <laughs> so you just take it with a grain of salt and and you don't read the comments. Yeah. You know, lots of people don't agree with the things that I say, but that, and that's fine. Like, yeah. Good on them for having a more positive experience or a different experience. But yeah. I'm not going to apologize for for how my experience is going. It's hard to see into the future, but do you think your blog would change uh, when they're old enough to read it? No. No. I don't think I'll change. I don't think the things I say to them will change. I think they'll probably adapt to the way I am and, like, learn to have to stand up for themselves <laughs> and take it because, you know, mom's honest and yeah. that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Um, some moms don't like the term mommy blogger. Where do you, moms who blog don't like this yeah, the, the term? Yeah, we really like, don't. Yeah. Why don't you like that term? I don't know. It just gives me the, like, the heebie-jeebies. It just seems so, uh, like, putting, it puts you in a box, I guess. And when I think of a mommy blogger, I think back to the years that I sort of looked at them before we had kids, and they were usually these really, like, sweet, um, you know, Martha... Stewart type that would review things and give some recommendations and like and like they all seem to be so happy to be moms all the time and it was yeah. such a blessing and like and it is yeah but I feel like I don't I don't feel that way all the time like sometimes I can't stand my children <laughs> and and that doesn't when I hear the term mommy blog it doesn't seem like there's a place for that sort of mentality on a mommy blog right so I don't know what I would refer to it as yeah but that, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. There are, I mean, because we, we've talked about um, moms who blog before, and it feels like the ones that you gravitate towards are more those that, like, unvarnished. Mm -hmm. Really um, honest. honest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, like, what's the point? Yeah. It, it seems dishonest or insincere. I, I can remember, and this is quite honest, is uh, I had postpartum after having the kids, and I went to a postpartum mom's group, and I felt like I was the only one there with postpartum. Oh. I felt like all these other moms just, like, had it together. They seemed so put together to me, and no one was crying, and no one was, they, like, they just would have these responses, like, oh, I just take it one day at a time, or, you know, I just take a deep breath, and this too shall pass, and I thought, who are you kidding me? Like, yeah. 
That's I deal with anxiety by putting my kids to bed and, and going outside with a cigarette and a glass of wine and popping an antidepressant. Like, that's what normal people do. <laughs> and I just couldn't relate to what... I can understand having a, wanting to have a positive attitude, but, like, I couldn't relate. And I felt worse. Yeah. And I stopped going because I felt like I was the only one experiencing the darkness that that I thought they were all experiencing. Yeah, yeah. And so I did start gravitating towards the blogs that are quite honest about that and and tell it like it is and and um, aren't away, afraid to shy, like they don't shy away from from the the bad stuff. Yeah. Because we all go through it. Yeah. And, and, and still, and so, reading your blog, nobody would have any doubt that you love your children. Oh, I do. I love them, yeah. yeah. And they're just hilarious creatures from they're, the looks of it. Yeah, they're like mostly great and like yeah. sometimes jerks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think they do it out of spite. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they sit up at night and talk about it in their cribs. I don't know, but I don't think they mean to. No. Although, you know, with two, you do have the conspiracy angle mm-hmm. that those of us who had them one at a time don't necessarily have. Oh, absolutely. They have their own language. Like, absolutely. They have been talking to them to each other for about a year. Wow. And, uh, and they stand up in their cribs and look at each other at night and have conversations. And then they'll start laughing. And you're like, oh, what are they <laughs> laughing about? Like, are they talking about me? And, yeah. So and they will work together. Like, for sure, they will. They'll work together. They'll tag team me. I'm in trouble. Well, and you are outnumbered often because your husband mm-hmm. works away a lot. Mm-hmm. So what does he think of the blog? Does he get in touch with home a little bit by reading it? I think so. I think he, um, I mean, he always is the first to read it. I often let him read it before I post it just because I need another set of eyes on it that aren't, you know, half asleep. Yeah. Um, I think it does give him some insight to what he misses when he's not here. But when he is here, he's here and he's in it. And so I'm, I don't think he's ever surprised by the stuff that I write because he knows, you know, he knows what it's like and and he he's just so involved in in it even when he's even when he's not here we FaceTime all the time and yeah. and uh they love that like they love their dad like dad is the word of the of the <laughs> house you know it's never mom and so so I don't think he's ever surprised by the things that I write about yeah um what would you like to do next with Grace and Champ is it always going to be the place where you um get some therapy and maybe offer some to other people vicariously? Probably. Yeah. I think so. Um, I don't I don't have anything else going on right now. And and to be honest, I can't see that far down the road. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't go back to work. I couldn't afford to put two kids in daycare yeah. or find two spots at the same daycare at the same time. It's yeah. almost impossible. And so for the next few years, like this is it. This is my life. And so... I might as well make it funny yes. and, and share it. And I hope it's funny at least. Some days it doesn't feel funny. <laughs> but um, but I hope to share it. And then once they go to school and I have a little bit more time for myself, we'll see what I want to do. I'm not, I have no idea. I can't imagine. Yeah, that's a long ways from now. It feels like it. I'm sure it won't be. It'll happen in no time. Yeah, Wait, I'm sure all the unsolicited advice ladies tell you, oh, it happens in a in a flash, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. feel like that in the middle of Barfageddon or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some days you're just thinking it's never, it's overwhelming some days. I had that thought actually uh, on the weekend. I texted a girlfriend and said, the idea that I don't get a break from this 
in any foreseeable future, like I can't, I don't get a weekend or a vacation. Just some days becomes really overwhelming that this is it. Like this is, you're always just going to be this tired and have this much to do and have this strict schedule. Seems really overwhelming sometimes. And and you have to take a step back and and realize like it isn't always going to be like this, but it is what it is now. So like suck it up and deal with it. And that's, (laughs) you know, that's what you got to do. Just pulling back a little bit from, because you do, you are a person who reads a lot. What do you think is missing either from Edmonton's blogosphere or from the parental blogosphere that you'd like to see more of? Well, I think there's, like, I think that there are so many parental blogs. Like, I don't think what I do is anything special. It's, it's, there's, you could, I mean, type anything into a search bar and you're going to find a a mommy blog of some sort, right? So I don't think that there's anything lacking in that uh, area, really. I wish that more people were honest about it. I would love to have more blogs and podcasts that are not parent-related that I had time to read. Like, I'm sure they're out there. And and I used to listen to podcasts all the time, and now I just don't have the time. Um, but any any of the humorous ones, I mean, there's there's a few that I've listened to over the years that really are a nice escape, and I, I look forward to the day that I can get back to listening to those for an hour and just getting away. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thinking of that happy thought, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to hear about the local blogs and podcasts that just does have time to consume. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by EekFest, the pop culture fair happening at Service Place in St. Albert on June 4th and 5th. I'm speaking today to Rob Lalashore about what's going on at EekFest this year. So it's big, but it's a little bit more maybe family-sized than the big expos. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Service Place is a nice intimate setting, but still provides, you know, we have five floors, uh, a couple field houses, a hockey rink, and, and more. So uh, it, it's definitely got uh, uh, that intimate, yet lots to see, lots to do. I have four kids myself, so I'm very conscious of, of wanting to put on a, a show that the, the family will will take comfort and enjoy and have something really for everyone to, to find uh, something that they like. What else should people know about it? Right now we've got uh, advanced tickets available on our website, theek.com, and uh, we've put together a great family pass package. $39.99 for two adults and, and up to three children. It's so much fun where you can come and not only watch and, and, and engage, but also be a, be a part of it. And that's, you know, the, the outfits that we see, it's, uh, it's pretty entertaining on, on that side. So we've said there's two great reasons to come to St. Albert that week. Our friends at the International Children's Festival, that goes on till Saturday. And, uh, you know, we, we've put on a pretty good one-two punch, so definitely worth the visit uh, uh, for either or, hopefully both. Yeah. Advanced tickets are on sale now at theek.com. That's T-H-E-E-E-K.com. And family passes are just $39.99. Adult passes are $19.99, and kids get in for 8 bucks. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Karen. All right, we're back. So just what local blogs or podcasts do you like? Uh, so for parental ones, um, I follow Raising Edmonton quite closely. They have a great sort of weekly 
uh, newsletter that comes out that's like the best free things to do with your kids or what to do in Edmonton this weekend or the best playgrounds. So that's a really great uh, resource for families. Um, also, uh, Hannah Hamilton has started a, a blog about her experience raising two boys that are four and one, uh, and it's called The Mom Wars. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and she's similar to me in, in her candor and, uh, and probably... A, a little more crass even uh, than I can be. So sometimes she has some great, really heartwarming posts about uh, raising her two boys. And then sometimes it's just really, you know, raw. And uh, and so it's fun to read that and, and see her sort of ups and downs as a mom. Yeah. And then uh, also uh, Greg Beaver and, uh, and Colin McIntyre started a, a podcast called I Have Some Notes, which I almost never, ever get to see movies. So I can't really relate <laughs> to how they're trying to correct the movies that they've seen. But um, it's nice to listen to something that's sort of not parent-related and, yeah. and know that there's still stuff happening out there in the world. And I look forward to being able to go see the movies that they're talking about. So, I find that I, I don't have time to consume a lot of pop culture, but I can like consume it vicariously through all the yeah. like movie podcasts and stuff that yeah. I listen to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I went to a movie just on Monday night, actually, for the first time in, I don't know, maybe a year. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, this is like, <laughs> it was at the Metro and it was just like everything you wanted a movie to be. So it was such a great experience. <laughs> also, I know that you had Trent on a few weeks ago and he writes for The Undead. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Trent and I are good friends and we get our kids together once a week to sort of um, play and, and learn how to share and stuff. And so he writes a great blog about being a stay-at-home dad yeah. uh, and has a great view on that. And he's such a he's such a funny character. So yeah. it's really interesting to read what he has to write. And he announced this yes. week that they are expecting another one. They so are. I know. Good. And so I I'm, I'm keep meaning to tell him that uh, sometimes I'll, be, I'll babysit for him. And so I keep meaning to tell him that's going to end once he has another <laughs> one because I can't handle four. No. Three under two is about the maximum chaos yeah. we can handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my final thing would be what advice would you have for someone, um, especially a parent, but really anybody who wants to start a blog? Um, just dive in. You know, I, I can remember, I'm a graphic designer by nature, and so I remember at first thinking like it had to look perfect and I had to have the theme all set up and it, it just doesn't matter. It, it's the same way actually as when I set up my nursery. I can remember being pregnant and setting up the nursery to be perfect and bringing the kids home and realizing like it doesn't matter. I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what this room looks like because I'm still stuck here at a complete loss with yeah. these two kids. And blogging is the same way. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Just write. Just get it off your chest and, and do it and post it because someone's going to relate and it's going to feel good to make that connection. Yeah. Excellent. Very sage advice. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Karen. So make sure that you visit graceandchamp.com to watch the continuing adventures of Jessica and her glorious family. And you can also follow Grace and Champ on Facebook and on Twitter, and you'll get uh, a more, even more often, unvarnished look at life with twin toddlers. Uh, these links and Jessica's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandherdieg.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandherdieg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.